And that is uh, Nikki Nathan Haley Valentine. speaking uh, tonight. She said that in the next 10 days, 21 states and territories have the right to a choice and that she is moving forward to at least through Super Tuesday, which is obviously on March 5th. What do you think of her remarks? Well, listen, her team's saying she's going to be in uh, seven different states over the next 10 days. She's she's powering through. She said what she had to say last night. There's There's not really any better spin to put on it than to say, you know, somebody who's running is virtually an incumbent, Donald Trump getting 60% 40% being against him. That's not a mandate, especially with the entire Republican Party apparatus behind him, with most elected Republicans behind him. Now, it's unclear what a path could look like for Nikki Haley. I think we're all very open-eyed about that. But she is underscoring the fundamental weakness of Donald Trump, and it should be a five-alarm fire for the party. But for some reason, it is not. When she, when she says 40% uh, is not some tiny group, I thought that was really well put um, because it, you know, basically it, it looks like, you know, a, a landslide. I mean, ordinarily American politics, that, but it's not a tiny group. Uh, there are a large number of people within the Republican Party who have a sense of disquiet and concern, and they are speaking. And when she said, uh, we don't want to have a Soviet-style election with only one candidate, I thought that was also well put, and it, and it, it puts the, the Russia thing back in there. I, look, that was a really well-written speech yes. and well-delivered. Yes. I, I was going to say the same thing. It, that speech was actually very well put together. You you were commenting on her advance, kind of behind the scenes. The flags, the way she looked, yep. she looked presidential. She, her remarks weren't, I mean, she actually spoke from prompters. It wasn't anything random and off, you know, kind of off the cuff. It was very, very well done. She reminds me of something that in 2016, do you remember when everyone was clutching their pearls when Bernie Sanders was running an insurgent campaign mm -hmm. against Hillary Clinton? We all knew that Bernie Sanders was not going to beat Hillary Clinton. But Bernie Sanders forever had an imprint on the Democratic Party. For better or for worse, like him or not, he meant something to the Republican Party. And night after night, and Democratic Party, excuse me, night after night, we saw Bernie Sanders racking up 33, 35, 40% of the vote against Hillary Clinton. And I would come on panels like this every night, and people would be like, oh my God, Democrats, your hair is on fire. You know, you have people rejecting Hillary Clinton. The same thing is happening today for Republicans. Well, to challenge that just a tiny bit, Please. Bernie actually stood for a number of things that felt qualitatively different from the centrist view of the candidates that were oh, on Nikki, the table. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, if you look at her record on abortion, for so, instance. No, as a Republican, that, though, I, if I, I could speak. I, no, no, I, don't, I, I genuinely believe this. I, I just want to say that I think that I met the Bernie bros and the people who were supporting him, and they were die hard. I haven't met as many die-hard Haley fans except at this table and, like, in these circles. I just don't see the same devotion and I'm not, commitment but to, let me, let me to just, him uh, as a... First of all, I'm not going to play devil's advocate because the devil doesn't need one, and I'm not going to sit here and support Nikki Haley like that and say that she stands for this level of conviction. What I am going to say, though, is that the framework is the same. The fundamentals are the same. Hillary Clinton had a faction of people in her party who did not want her to be the nominee until certain concessions were made, until the party bent in a certain direction, and the party did that. And this may not be the yeah. same one. And she lost. I was going to say, but, she but can lost. I, can I That's fine. But, 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 but and that, that was a policy-driven argument. What, what uh, Nikki Haley is arguing is that this individual who's in the Republican Party leading the primary does not have the morals or ethics... Okay. Well, well, may I just get this real quick? Two points here. 
She's arguing the question of unfitness. And there is a large portion of the Republican Party, lifelong Republicans, who cannot support Donald Trump. And secondly, one of the most generation-defining issues that's on the table right now, aid to Ukraine. She is fundamentally in a different place than Donald Can Trump. Can I ask you a question? And 67% of Republicans support aid to Ukraine. Those just don't happen to be primary. Why, 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 is, why do you think he is unfit? I mean, countless reasons. January 6th is the most glaring. I think. Why doesn't she ever he, mention that? She, and she should. I have, uh, just by the way, this notion that I'm some kind of Nikki Haley sycophant, that's just, I just Not want someone to Not sycophant, I'm saying supporter. I want someone to beat Donald Trump, and I don't want to rest that all on Joe Biden. That's not the same as loving her, beat. right? And that's the point that's being made here. She yeah. should have made that more, and I've said from the outset of the primary, if she came out swinging harder, that she may be in a different place. If she had spoken about his indictments differently, she may be in a different place, because she could sway people who could have been convinced hey, that these are missing. Happen. But we're missing a point. It's not a, it's not a, I'm not... I'm not dare saying anybody's in love with Nikki Haley. I don't think What I am saying is that people are rejecting Donald Trump. And those are two different things. Like, people are rejecting Donald Trump. There was a large number of people in 2016. Now, sure, there were a lot of people who loved Bernie Sanders, but there was a rejection of Hillary Clinton by a certain number of people in the primary. All I'm saying is that there is a rejection of Donald Trump. And the, the, yes. how do I know that? 38.8%. A lot of those Democrats voted there, for Donald Trump in the, the general election. A lot of the Bernie, Bernie Sanders supporters. They're, they're not Sorry, voting for Trump today vast majority of those people are going to end up voting mm -hmm. for Trump. The, the question is on the margins. Yeah. Correct. As Alyssa says, there will be a percentage of people that can't do it. We've seen in some of the exit polling throughout the primaries that some folks say if he's convicted, they'll consider him to be unfit. Actually, about a third in most of them. And that's a lot. I think most of them probably don't mean it or won't mean it by the time November comes around. But on the margins, there will be a few. The, the thing is, she's not giving speeches just indicting Donald Trump, she, if you didn't know anything about these parties and you didn't know anything about these people, you were a space alien and you were Kodos and Kang and you landed here, you, <laughs> would, assume, immediately. <laughs> you would assume she was a third-party candidate. Yeah. This tonight, to me, sounded like someone who is running for president just as an independent, non-party person. Now, that's yeah. not really possible for her, but that's how it feels to me.